0: Well, let's hear it for our graduates. Congratulations, and we're so glad to have you with us here at Sunday Mass, and uh, we're so proud of you, so proud of you for not only graduating, but again, being here with us. Today, as we celebrate this Feast of the Trinity, father son and holy spirit we realize that they are in union because they constantly say yes to each other they constantly are in relationship with each other i'd like to tell a story about uh, a, it's a true story about a woman actually that you might know some of her shows so she's written gray's anatomy and private practice and scandal and uh it's all, it's often known as shondaland so her first name is shana and she has written some of these amazing shows and they're all on thursday night Thursday night is like primetime TV, and it's the night of the week where you want to have a show. Well, she writes three of the shows on Thursday nights, and they're written by her and created by her. And uh, she loves what she does, but she also finds out that with her work comes a, a great deal of responsibility. And by saying yes to it, she has to say no to a lot of other things. And so she realized that she was saying yes to work all the time and no to a lot of other things. And this is the moment that she realized it. It was Thanksgiving, and she was with her sister at her sister's house, and she had a baby, so she had a little baby on her hip, and her sister was talking to her as they were cooking. And she said, hey, are you going go to the, are you gonna go to the Oscars? And, and Sean is like, no, you know, I don't like people. I'm not really going to go to that. And uh, she goes, oh, what about the White House thing? I mean, not everybody gets to go to the White House. Are you going to do that? And she goes, no, you know, again, I don't, I, I don't want to do that either. You know I don't like people. And uh, she finally says to her, you know what? You say no to everything. And it, reali- it, it struck her to the core, and she realized that she does say no to everything. And so she decided that for one year of her life, she would say Yes to every single invitation that she got. She would say yes to everything that made her uncomfortable. She would say yes to the things that she would normally immediately say no to. And it changed her life forever. And this, what I'm gonna read to you is, is her most important yes. And I would like all of us to think about our most important yes. As the year of yes began to go forward, something happened. I got busier and busier, and busier. The more I said yes to things that challenged me, the more I had to leave the house. Saying yes had turned my little cocoon into a big social butterfly. I flew from New York to see Kerry Washington, guest host Saturday Night Live. I went to private parties with very incredibly interesting people. I threw fundraiser for the Democratic National Committee. I helped host charity events. There were a lot of awards that year because now there was not only one show starring a black woman on Thursday night, there were two. And all three shows on Thursday nights were from Shondaland. My publicist, Chris, was smartly taking advantage of the fact that I would say yes to everything. And so he was booking as many interviews for me as he could. I did my first Good Morning America interview with Robin Roberts. I went with the cast of Scandal to The View. I was on Jimmy Kimmel Live. I was photographed by Annie Leibovitz. I did a live interview in front of an audience at the Smithsonian. I felt like I was everywhere. And I was everywhere. It seemed, but at home. Which makes sense. All the things that would challenge me happened outside of my home. Inside my home, doing just fine. At least I thought I was. I mean, I was still, I was still, thought I was doing fine, but. I started to feel irrelevant in my own home. I'd come home and Emerson and Beckett would glance my way, give me a nod and continue playing like I, was the neighborhood, like, the, n- like I was the nice neighborhood lady visiting from the next door. Or Harper would eye me with disdain when I asked her which friend she was talking about and I'd realized I'd missed a whole weeks of discussion. That's a lifetime in tween years. And then I hit an emotional wall. One night, I was all dressed up in a ball gown, hair and makeup done perfectly, borrowed diamonds shimmering on my neck and wrists, ready to head out to some event that I had said yes to. And as I walked through the foyer to the front door, my daughter Emerson came rushing towards me. Mama? She was hollering, sticky hands, outstretched. Want to play? For a split second, I felt like time froze, like in one of those action movies where everything goes into slow motion. But there's Emerson, her one curly tuft of hair bound in a valiant attempt at a ponytail on the top of her head, and what makes her look like Tweety Bird? She's frozen, then moving forward toward me in slow motion, and then the whole room's spinning, and I can see myself, the blue ball gone, the sticky hands, the child hurtling through space towards me, she's asking me a question. Want to play? I'm late. I'm perfectly, elegantly dressed. Carolina Herrera made this gown. The shoes I'm wearing are some kind of navy lace that I find extremely painful, but darn, they look good. When I step out on that stage, the speech I've written for this particular evening in tribute to a friend is funny, and it's vibrant, and it's moving. I know it will be a special moment. Something the town will probably talk about the next day. My phone keeps buzzing repeatedly. It's Chris, my publicist. I really should be arriving about now, but, want to play? That, there's that round face, big hopeful eyes. She's got cupid red lips. I could bend down, grab her hands in mine before she touches me, give her a soft kiss and tell her, no, 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 mama has to go, mama can't be late. I could. It would be within my rights. It wouldn't be unheard of. It would be okay. She'd understand. But at this moment, I'm realizing something. She didn't call me honey. She always called me honey. She called everybody around her honey. She's not calling anyone honey anymore. She called me mama. She's changing right before my eyes. The baby who was on my hip that last Thanksgiving is going to be three years old. It's her next birthday and I'm missing it, and if I'm not careful, she's going to see the back of my head heading out the door more than she'll see my face. So in that split second, everything changes. I kick off my painful high heels, drop to my knees on the hardwood floor, making the ball gown poof up around my my waist like some kind of navy confection. It's going to wrinkle, I don't care. Want to play, she asks. Yes, I say, yes, I do and I grab those sticky hands in mine, and Emerson plops herself down into my lap, laughing as the gown flies around her. When I arrive at the venue 15 minutes late, the navy ball gown is hopelessly wrinkled, and I'm carrying my heels in my hand, but I don't care, there's a hot pearl of joy in my chest that is warming me in in a way I'd forgotten was possible. That little fire inside of me has been reignited like magic. That little fire is love. It's days like this that I feel like I'm still alive. We hear in the first reading today this whole notion of play. And it's the actually moment of creation. So we hear about wisdom. And it says Then I was beside him as his craftsman, and I was his delight day by day, playing before him all the while playing on the surface of the earth, and I found delight in the human race. See, graduates, and all of you, God finds delight in you. He is like this father figure that is always present in your life. He doesn't want to miss a a single opportunity of your life. And he always says yes. That's really what the Trinity is. It's the Father saying yes to the Son, and the Son saying yes to the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit saying yes to the Father. It's a whole trinity of saying yes to each other. It's a whole trinity of saying yes to life. It's a whole trinity of saying yes to love. This place is your home. This place ultimately is where you are called. Hopefully in this place we'll more often see your face than the back of your heads. This place is is where we are all called to be home. But the reality is sometimes we have choices in life and we can say yes to a lot of different things. We can say yes to a whole world of possibilities. And sometimes we can say no to the things that we most need to not neglect. What I find so wonderful about this story is that during her year of saying yes, she found out what was most important. And when her child said, Mama, do you want to play? She found out that that would be the most important yes she would ever say. And it changed her life. Because from that moment on, she decided that anytime her children asked her, Mama, do you want to play? The answer would always be, yes. And the same is true of God. If we ever ask God to be a part of our lives, if we ever say to God, God, do you want to play? God, do you want to be with me right now? The answer will always be yes. And we will experience that fire within us. We will experience that life within us. We will experience that trinity within us because we've said yes to the most important things. My dear graduates, you're going to have a lot of choices in life. You have a whole world of possibilities before you. Our hope and our prayer is that you always say yes to God and that you will always ask him, hey God, want to play? Because his answer will always be yes.